Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. everyone and welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name is Erica Huynh and today marks a very monumental moment because we are celebrating our 100th What I Wish I Knew, which is such a phenomenal achievement. And I thought what better way to mark this special occasion than to bring back David Keir, who started it all. And I'm sure you've all missed hearing from. Now for any of our newer listeners, first of all, hello, welcome, thank you for listening. But I thought I'd bring you up to speed on our journey with Dental Head Start. Now, Dental Head Start was founded in 2019 by David Kiel with the hopes of helping students and new grads transition from textbooks into clinical practice and really get that head start in their careers. Since then, the platform has grown, we've evolved, the team has gotten so much bigger, and I've been so lucky to help continue its legacy and to host interviews all throughout this year. Now, around this time last year, David decided to take a year off away from dentistry to recharge, reset, and he's been traveling around Australia with his family. And so I thought it'd be great to hear from David, to hear what's been going on, what he's been doing, what he's learned throughout this year, what he's discovered, and what the future looks like for not just Dental Head Start, but David Kia. Personally, I owe so, so much of who I am today to David. I've learned so much, I've gained so much from the podcast, and I really hope that you guys have as well. And so I hope you enjoy this update and watch this space because David Kia is officially back running and ready to make some waves. Everyone would think we actually planned it to be me for 100, but (laughs) it actually was just lucky. Well, yeah, obviously I want to say thank you to Erica for continuing and Chidam and the whole team. It's been so cool and I'm sorry everyone for ghosting you, but I'm back for number 100. Maybe I'll be back a little bit more. We'll see. Yeah, no, he was here just to have like the big bang, oh, right? right? Yeah. You were like, I just want to be back for 100. <laughs> just claiming the big moments and <laughs> giving you all the responsibility. But no, no. Yeah, no, but I think it's crazy because this 100th what I wish I knew, 174th episode, including the features, which is insane. And at the moment, I just checked before we jumped on the podcast, but we've had over like 230,000 listens all up. Wow which I think is really, yeah, really monumental. It certainly didn't start off with that kind of goal or that kind of thought. Like I guess the listeners, I don't know, they must be providing some value out there, but like I don't know, thank you to all the listeners. And actually thank you to the sponsors. I know it sounds really like manufactured, but the sponsors actually pay for this to happen and I hope everyone realises that and, and they are supporting this and I hope you know we're supporting them. So it's, it's synergistic. Yeah, and we always say like the people that we bring on as sponsors are people that we – actually like and we value their services and there's a reason why we continue um, to work together with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully people get yeah. value well, from that. But yeah, I, I'm <laughs> totally ghosted everyone. Sorry for disappearing, but um, I am back towards dentistry, I guess. I did a two-day week this week and um, that's my first two days this year uh, and it felt good. That's so good. And I kind of want to talk about this. I think people have kind of heard uh, bits and pieces. They know that. Oh, actually, no, let's bring it back, actually. What happened and what have you been doing this year, David? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I, I think people heard the story end of last year if you're a long-time listener. But basically, you know, five years of clinical dentistry, you know, I love dentistry. I'm like maybe too much. I started a podcast, started CPD Junkie with Omid and, um, you know, working really hard. And then, you know, life things happen and, you know, some trauma and other things in my own personal life. And I was starting to burn out before that anyway. So I always, from day one, I, we had a fairly clear, my wife and I, a clear life plan. Like we wanted to go on a trip and spend some time away um, in that five or it was kind of three years and it became five years. It became July this year. 
Um, and then so everything happened last year and we just brought it forward. So we decided to, well, I, I, I quit. I, I left the practice because it wasn't appropriate for me to just stay. And I left the practice. We bought a caravan and we rented out the house and, and got on the road. And, and it's something that's actually always been quite important to me is like travel and exploration and adventure and that's how I met my wife and last time I did it to be honest and it gave me so much drive and you know going on the road the plan was to be different um, but the, it came a bit earlier and that really was what we needed. We've been caravanning I guess. The caravan's in Broome. I'm currently freezing my parents' basement in sydney it's it's, it's cold but um yeah <laughs> for, we can for, fill in the for details our, for our listeners because obviously they can't see the picture that i can see right now but i'm with david on zoom and when we first joined the call i'm like david are you okay like you're being held hostage somewhere like <laughs> he's in the basement <laughs> he's got signs up just saying please save me long story short we left at christmas and we went south from port macquarie down through very quickly through sydney um lower like um south coast snowy mountains very quickly through Victoria into Tassie for eight, nine weeks. Lots of hiking and riding and I love Tassie so much. But it got pretty cold even towards the end of March. So back across Adelaide, lots of wineries, really cool. Flinders Ranges, north through um, Alice Springs or Uluru, Alice Springs, um, NT, and then through to Broome. So now the van is in Broome, Western Australia. So the last two months we saw it rain once and it's been 32 degrees every single day. So... It's so strange because for me, I don't know if listeners out there, like some of you will be from like Northern WA and, and NT and Northern Queensland. But um, yeah, it's really cool and very different dynamic. So um, it's also very different when you come back to the rainy East Coast. Oh, that's so nice. Where has been the best place you visited <laughs> on your trip? Do you have like a top one or like top three that you visited? It's so like classic question, obviously. And classic answer is like, it just depends. It depends what, you know, like there's been really cool spots in all the different spots and we've had tons of great times and like all the spots have had their challenges too, for sure. I think what I'll always remember is probably Uluru and Central Australia because it's something that I had not experienced before at all. And I felt, well, I don't know if like, you know, listeners out there, especially the ones who have, you know, born and bred Australian and the, the, the cultural tie to the centre and to Uluru and all of the rest of that, I really was surprised, almost spiritual. But then, you know, wineries in South Australia, mountain biking in Tasmania, uh, it's all good really. No, that's really fascinating. I kind of wonder because I think when you first said you were taking this trip, you were saying that, you know, you're not going to be practicing dentistry. You'd have a lot of free time. But every time we have conversations, I think something perhaps you didn't expect was that how much time you were spent driving. Oh, it's, um, it's actually quite surprising i know that sounds strange but i think we're we always pack our day no matter what we're doing whether we're busy working busy studying busy traveling we pack our day if you know what i mean we always feel like we don't have enough time but i can't believe like caravanning and you try to do australia in one year and it's like every couple of days you're moving and and that all takes time and then we have our now four-year-old daughter um and which is like 24 7 and you know you really don't have as much time as you thought did you have like a typical day today or how did you plan out your trip of where you wanted to be what was your itinerary like like everyone's different when they do this and a lot of families actually are doing it kind of like us slightly older kids it's really common like all sorts of different people but for us we 
would just have different areas we need to be at different times. And to be honest, a lot of what I've done this year and late last year was get pretty obsessed with endurance activity, like uh, long distance running, ultra marathons, riding bikes for a long time, long distance. Yeah, I love it. It's great. That did dictate a lot. So we'd have certain events in certain places. Um, but it also just was a flag in the sand and you fill in the gaps and, uh, you know, you do what sounds cool and then if we did it all again it'd be totally different to be honest but yeah that's been a great way to guide us and that's how we're now in Broome and then we need to be in Margaret River by like October which we're we're not in Broome sorry I'm in Sydney we've come back to the east for six weeks and then we'll fly back to Broome and do the rest so yeah it's um everyone's different the way they do it and it's seasonal as well so yeah there's a lot that goes into it. It's like a, it's a full-time job. Yeah, you didn't realize how much planning that needs to be done, right? Even for us right now, like I'm doing my rural placement in Ballina right now. Dave and I were just talking about it and like the girls and I are just sitting there like, oh, where should we do? Like when should we go here? What should we do then? You realize, yeah, it actually there's a lot of planning <laughs> that needs to be involved when you do trips like this. Hey? It's funny to say that like sometimes just at home working five, four days, five days, whatever you do and doing your routine is actually sometimes easier. <laughs> yeah, because you have to come up when you're on the road you have to come up with things to do (laughs) yeah and look that's something i wanted to touch on i guess in some ways it's a bit of a stretch but i have done this because well one we always plan for it but two you know start maybe starting to burn out starting to lose that drive that real passion which is an important thing to like work satisfaction and happiness so for me i kind of swing all i'm all in all out and um i've done it before i went overseas for two years before i started dentistry and then i was super focused i was not going to go earn 12 dollars an hour anymore i need to you know do a real job and got really quite obsessed and, and loved it and obviously that took me to where i went and then um you know i've now taken time off again and it's like all in or all out doesn't really work with our life as in you can't be all in work you can't be all out work for me i've already now swung back to being really keen and eager and i've got that fire and passion but balance is so important and something I'm going to have to remember obviously and and really practice um, especially as my goals now are practice ownership and my goals are big impacts and community impacts and training dentists and supporting bigger teams and and things like it'd be easy then to get obsessed with that so I've got to be careful and I think that's something you know if you're someone who might be starting to burn out or or whatever either way you've got to think about it like maybe it's better just to drop a day and try and you know live your life within your routine or maybe for you it's take a year and buy a caravan or go overseas forever I don't know (laughs) as dentists and dental students we all have difficult days you may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical emotional and psychological health and well-being this is exactly what dental practitioner support is for It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief, but sometimes they call because there's more challenging things going on. Dental practitioner support is there for you in these times to give proactive advice, help you improve your health and well-being before there are major concerns. We all need a helping hand sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help. So if you find you need it, call 1-800-377-700 or visit the website dpsupport.org.au. They have loads of great information to get you started. Now, you raised some really interesting points, especially about re igniting that passion for dentistry and moving forward. And I kind of want to talk about that in a second, but winding it back a little bit, you mentioned how you kind of had always planned to do a trip like this. What was your long-term plans? Like when you graduated, 
how did you envision your career kind of panning out yeah. and did you factor in wanting to take time off specifically? I personally did and um, mm. I don't think you have to. Like I don't think everyone has mm. to if you know what I mean but I do think having mm. at least a plan in your mind makes a lot of sense. For some people that may be becoming a specialist. There might be a plan towards ownership. For me personally, we travelled before uni before dentistry, sorry, and we were ready to come back but we also felt like we kind of had another one in us, another season and I used to do seasons, snow seasons, like significant amounts of time travelling, like three to five months and so we wanted to do another one. So the plan was actually to do another one actually in Canada um, and to go to Canada, work a little bit, to do some CPD in the uh, like in the Americas somewhere or the US and, you know, that changed with COVID and other things but we we had that plan and the plan was to, to get skills in Australia, private practice to go and do that trip to come back and be an owner of some kind in some capacity and and the plans evolved but that plan has actually always been there for me but then again you know i don't think everyone that's not something i think everyone should do it just fits my personality and my wife's and our goals you can design the life you want i find it interesting though because when you made that comment about having it planned i find a lot of people that we've heard from where they've kind of progressed along their careers and they have a moment where they burn out and it's only then that they start reflecting on oh i need some time away i need a year off i need to do something different but i just thought it was really interesting that you'd kind of always always had that in mind and it was just fast forwarded when you felt the time had come a bit earlier. I, I will say though, the plan originally was to like go and do crazy CPD in the United States and and to be a hybrid trip, and that became like I've worked two days this year, so it's it's very different. <laughs> uh, but it but it suits us now, and your life will change. Your plans aren't always going to be the same. What have you done throughout this year? When you say, and I think it's interesting because I've known you for what almost two years now, and I think I've been able, like, really fortunate to kind of see how things have progressed for you as well. And I definitely did notice where you were losing a bit of motivation. I think over this last year or these last few months, definitely seeing you get really excited again about dentistry and about opportunities and what the future holds. What do you think really gave you that drive or what sparked it? Was it things that you saw or listened to or read whilst you're on the trip? To be honest, it's like um, maybe it's a personal thing and maybe this is a little bit of – yeah, actually a lot maybe into me, but um, definitely earning $12 an hour in this in Canada made me then want to, you know, be a dentist or do something where I could have an impact and actually earn a bit more money. I mean, definitely finances do drive me to a certain extent and I'll, I'll be quite vulnerable with that. Um, and to be perfectly frank, um, I at a point in time was like, oh, you know, like that, well, the market's turned quite significantly. I've significantly invested and that was, a, that was a big turning point. But really what that was was like the spark that lit the fuel, I think, and the fuel was kind of I've always – the whole point has always been practice ownership long term and then that kind of fixated me back on business and things that I, I do generally love. And so I, um, I got really heavily involved again in CPD Junkie, something I started with uh, Omit Zami a couple of years ago and we're really pushing to hopefully make like a product or we are making a product that um, is useful. That's the whole point, right? Um, but that's been a lesson in business and then that has then led me down the path. And, of course, that path is still evolving and where exactly I end up, but I'm absolutely certain with what I want. And that clarity of mind is allowing me to push and open doors and, and it is work. It, it, it is because of that, if that makes sense. And what do you think about Dental Head Start? Will you still be involved here or where do you see your path panning out? Well, I'm very thankful for 
someone like yourself, Erica, <laughs> general manager, interviewer, uh, motivational <laughs> person, extraordinary. Um, obviously, no, not at all. but that's the whole point. I learned from the yeah, best. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> that is genuinely the point, though, and we talked about this last year. The point is I don't want Dental Head Start to be my voice or just your voice, obviously, Erica or Chidham. It's actually a group. It's a group that evolves. It's um, an evolving team. We have an awesome team and our team will change. And it'll, you know, it'll be better for different reasons in the future. And actually, I will say, if anyone's listening, or everyone's getting involved, it's always an open door. Like we're interested in hearing and talking to people to make that difference. What are your thoughts on Dental Head Start? Like, will you still be involved in our podcast, or what does the future look like for you? With like my part of Dental Head Start, I think I was fading away as my motivation dropped away, um, and as you were stepping up. But it's definitely something I want to be involved in. I'm I am genuinely really passionate about helping dental students become great dentists. That's that's the point of the podcast. But that's something I feel like can have a big impact with practice ownership, becoming you know, or mentoring those people um, directly, or just supporting people who reach out. I really, really, really enjoy that like it's something that i get a lot from and so i do want to contribute again to dental head start i, I think there is a de- definitely an avenue for a um a business related podcast perhaps around my journey or perhaps around um you know helping dental practitioners become dental practice owners um i, I can really see that it's just i am making that decision in my mind about balance and about my time which is the thing we can't get more of so um, I hope that to be a thing, but watch this space, I guess. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It'll be kind of like, I was going to say the big brother of Dental Head Start, the little more sophisticated, <laughs> older version of them, maybe. But I think it'll be a really interesting um, journey for people to follow on as well. And I think just building on what Dental Head Start has become, what you're saying, David, about it evolving. And we tell our listeners about this all the time, how it's something that we're constantly keeping contemporary. We want it to be relevant for students and new grads. We're always open to having new people on the team and also hearing feedback from um, all our listeners. Like I feel like it's so, that's one of the most rewarding things. We were talking a little bit behind the scenes about how one of the most rewarding things of the podcast is being able to connect with the community. Uh, and I think speaking a little bit more about our team, a little shout out to, I guess, Hayden, who some of our listeners would have met from Hayden's Corner, but also Hugh, who we haven't introduced yet. We will soon if you keep an eye on your socials, but he now looks after our social media. But it's so wonderful to see, I guess, Dental Head Start evolve from what used to be just a one-man show, right, David? Where it was just you editing, um, you recording, posting everything, doing all the admin. And then now we have such a wonderful team that's still growing and we hope it continues to as well. I will give a shout-out to my wife for editing a few of the first podcasts. <laughs> yeah. um, she knows a lot about certain <laughs> practitioners um, who she edited. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's like, I've well, we said this before, Erica and I, um, it's like watching your kids grow up, but really I'm just grandpa and <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're watching my daughter grow up and then all the kids below her. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you were saying, David, before as well that you've done two days of working this year. Where how has that happened and what does it involve? It's been uh it's been really good to get back into actually doing some dentistry. Um unfortunately I have to have a very good friend in Sydney, someone who I was an assistant for many years ago, and he is a a, a single dentist practitioner or location. Um and so to have a break, you either close a practice or, or have someone step in. So I was in Sydney, I thought, well it makes sense. I could do with a tiny bit of income. Um and he could do with a holiday, so why not 
do some locuming. So, um, yeah, I'm doing six days over uh, like two weeks and it's really good because, to be honest, I was really, really ready to do some dentistry again and make sure my hands work, make sure I can. Um, and I'm happy to say that's been a successful transition back. Um, I must admit, like five years of practice, like it's like getting on a bike. You just do it and it all works. But I wouldn't want to take like a big chunk of time, like a year off, like first or second year out. I think you really – this is just my opinion and my own, like, I don't know, anxieties, I guess. But, um, you, yeah, you need to have the reps, I think, because the longer the time you're away, I don't know, it just feels a bit more foreign. But then again, step back in and yeah, it's been great. It's been really good. But my back hurt yesterday after one day. Oh. <laughs> it really did, yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't used to sitting down. I was so used to running marathons yeah, no. and doing intense mountain biking. But that, no, but I sit down driving the caravan around Australia. That's, well, that's like, true, yeah, actually. But I don't lean over trying to see the, I don't know, I was, yeah, just poor posture. I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice for anyone that's considering locoming or how they can get involved with it? Yeah, um, plan ahead for sure. Um, I like this locoming was through a friend, so it's obviously about your network and reaching out. But there are a lot of people looking for locums, and there are people who will support you in connecting with those jobs. Um, also, from a uh, either public or corporate positions, like the bigger things, particularly public in places like NT and WA, um, they basically they'll have like a recruiter, um, and you just give them their availabilities, and they can slot you in. And often, you know, they're pretty supported roles. Actually, they'll like fly you out and pay for your accommodation and things like that. So you could even, you know, work out a pretty unique holiday where you kind of work in Broome for three weeks and do two weeks in the. Dampier Peninsula, or you know what I mean? It's lots of potential and opportunity, but planning ahead is pretty important. Um, I had had thoughts around like, oh, I might like them here, I might do that, and I just left it for too long and, you know, I just became too hard. Um, so plan ahead. It's 2022, a time where cloud-based software is enhancing every aspect of our lives. So why not leverage those same capabilities in something we use every day, our dental practice management software. Imagine a platform rethought from the ground up, intuitive and intelligent, using the possibility of today's technology for your patients and your business. A solution that optimizes our daily workflows, creating the edge that modern dentists need to stay competitive and connected. Principal practice management software is this solution. Efficient, intelligent, intuitive. Because it's 2022 and you expect better. Go to principal.dental to learn more. Something I just thought about as I was speaking is I, myself, my personal journey was to work in a practice I really enjoyed and stay there for five years. So, my actual experience is fairly limited in that capacity. So, we had four locations, but it's still one practice. So, uh, you know, there is value in locuming or getting, you know, those different jobs where you see different ways things work and, um, yeah, different mentors, different, you grow your network. There's definitely positives, huge positives to it. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely, for me, it's been good. I probably should have planned more. Well, you still have time. You're still traveling around well, a little bit. kind you of. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll be interesting, like you said, to see even what it's like in different states as well, right? Different practices, but different states around Australia, working with different people, getting a feel for what it's like. Mm-hmm. It's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but Australia's a big place and it's a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, David, it sounds like you've had a really I don't know, rejuvenating year by the sounds of it. Do you feel revitalized and you know, reinvigorated with everything and a love for pat dentistry again yeah for me i don't know it must be that i work in 10-year blocks 
because I'm yeah I'm fully back if that makes sense I'm fully rejuvenated and eager and really ready um and so yeah it has certainly worked in the way that I had hoped I guess and it's also a life experience that I could never get back if you know if I started practice ownership straight away especially if I was slightly burnt out um it just wouldn't be the same but I wouldn't be able to come back and do this trip with my family at this time so um I'm ready there's a lot on the horizon I'm sure everyone out there will hear things about that I hope um and maybe even a podcast around it we'll see Definitely. So for our listeners, watch this space. David Kier is back <laughs> <laughs> and ready to make some waves. No, that's really wonderful. Well, yeah, thank you for letting me share my, I don't know, my journey so far. And thank you for everything you've done with supporting Dental Head Start. And that's the whole point. It keeps on rolling on without just one person. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.